This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. This is Jason Roundsville, joined today with my co-host, Dylan Ray. And we have one of our corporate partners. Um, this this is one that that I was interested to talk to. We actually have Mike Callen from St. James Sporting Properties with us. And, uh, you know, when you think of partners and when you think of supporters and things like that, it, it this doesn't fit your typical, you know, bow manufacturer, you know, clothing and gear thing. But when you look around the outdoor industry, you guys are all over the place, very big supporters of, of NGOs and, and conservation all over. Tell, tell us a little bit about you guys and what you do, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us on. Um, obviously, uh, Pope and Young is a, has been a partner of ours for a long time. And, and it's like you said, it's kind of uh, you don't always think of, quote unquote, real estate companies and, and sporting goods going together or, or nonprofits going together. But that's exactly kind of what we built this property to be. be. We're, we're pretty niche. We don't try to be everything to everyone. And and uh, we focus on on representing buyers and sellers on properties where where the recreational attributes are the highest and best use of that property. And we know that there is a pretty underserved market as far as as far as avid hunters and recreationalists, for that matter, uh, in, in the real estate market. And so we built this company to to serve that that public. And that sounds like my kind of property. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, this is it's a dream job for us. It's we just get to be on some amazing places, meet some amazing people, and we've all got so much in common. You know, regardless of where we're from in the world, it's it's just it, every time you meet a new client, it's like meet a friend, get in the truck, and and have a great time all day long. And and um, yeah, we we're we're super fortunate to do what we do. Nice. And what states do you operate in? Yeah, so we are in Montana. Uh, just got opened up the doors here in Montana. I'm in Wyoming, um, Idaho, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, Oregon, and uh, and um, yeah, I think that's it. Great. And then you're in Buffalo. I'm in Buffalo, Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, just just All opened right. up the doors here on a, on a new office, kind of our work on our Northern Rockies office, and then our main corporate offices in Northern Colorado. Gotcha. I just. Um... First time I've been in Buffalo was just last month, and I uh, got to go out there and do some antelope hunting with our our good friends over at Bear Track, TJ Taviji and his crew, and they took good care of me and and uh, really had a good time hunting with those guys. And yeah, camp, camp was full of Pope and Young, bunch of trad guys, so it was it was interesting. We we had a great time though. That's awesome. Yeah. So all kinds of hunting fishing sporting properties recreation stuff all kinds like that and is yeah, exactly. like big ranches or cabins in the wood what what kind of stuff is that yeah the answer is yes um, okay yeah, honestly you know we don't necessarily we we kind of consider them sporting properties and and somewhat trophy properties but that means something different depending on your on on you and so we try to not draw a line in the sand as far as price or size or anything like that. What we try to do is just go fit those, find those properties that are a good fit for our clients overall. But yeah, uh, we will do anything from 35 acres with a little cabin on it, the Pax National Forest, all the way up to, you know, as big as we can. Obviously, the bigger, the better for us, but uh, but we we cover everything in between. Yeah. What's, what's the biggest property you've been part of? Oh... You know, there's there's been a couple of good size ones lately. I think as a company right now, we've got, I'd have to go look, Ken over in Utah's uh, got it listed. And I think that one is uh, probably, yeah, he's over 5,000, 6,000 acres, but we put together some bigger ones than that as well. And um, again, your, your price per acre can be all over the board. Folks from out in the Midwest and whatnot are pretty used to that price per acre quote and it being pretty similar. But, you know, out here in the West, you can, especially when you involve some pretty high-end improvements, homes, things of that nature, live water, it can all throw that price per acre all over the board. Is there a guideline for that? Like if somebody's thinking, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go buy a thousand acre ranch. Is there a, you know, something? No. no. Okay. No. It, I mean, like you, you know, you could go buy something out here east of east of Buffalo with no live water on it at a thousand, you know, uh, for a thousand acres, and you could buy something near Jackson Hole for a thousand acres, and you'd be talking a hundred million dollar difference. So, wow, uh, it's it's all over. Yeah, yeah. If and if you haven't been, through, I haven't been through Jackson Hole in years, but it's it's definitely different. It's a neat place. It is, yeah. But I'm not sure it's worth that much price difference. Nope. And nope, but they're asking it. I can promise you. Yeah, they're probably getting it right now. Everybody flooding out of California. Yep, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So what? Now, how did you guys think about 
you know, I mean, was this, were you a realtor selling houses and you thought, Hey, we're, we're going to get together and sell ranches. Cause that's a lot cooler or. Yeah, kind of. Um, so Blaine St. James, who, who the, you know, who's the founder of the company and, and still is the hardest working guy in it, to be honest with you. Um, he, you know, he had his own brokerage in Crested Butte, Colorado, and it was kind of the, the resort type real estate sales. Um, and then I was working at a company that at the time was involved with Cabela's. Um, and so that was, uh, I, I didn't last long in the residential world. I didn't, I wasn't good at getting real excited about HOAs and granite countertops. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, the Cabela's deal kind of went away. And so Blaine went off and started this company and, and bugged me for a while to come join him. And and so I worked as his operations manager for a few years, kind of building it up. And now he's got a whole team that's a lot smarter than me there in the main office. And I've just gone back to selling ranches. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a very concerted effort, a very focused uh game plan and we still try to you know evolve and work on that daily okay and i know like i said i know i see your guys's ads in in magazines for for other conservation groups what other groups are you guys working with yeah so um you know we're we're involved with the wild sheep foundation rock mountain elk foundation um we've got some strategic partnerships with cryptech and stealth cam and Swarovski and and some of those bigger names out there like that and uh, also kind of try to do some exclusive marketing with with guys like it hunt fool and um and epic outdoors and things of that nature so we uh we're, we also try to be just like our properties and our clients try to be fairly selective on on what strategic partners we bring in and that's um just to help our support our brand and vice versa and, and let those those clients know that there's a, a brokerage built to serve them basically. Yeah. Cause I would imagine that's, um, you know, not even on the, not even on the buying side of things when you're looking around for properties to potentially, you know, hunt. I mean, it's, it, it has to be even, it's one thing if you're looking to lease something for a year or five years, yeah. if you're looking at buying a chunk of property, you know, especially hundreds or thousands of acres, I, I can imagine that gets a little daunting. It, it can. And, you know, most of our, most of our buyers, they come to us with a list of criteria. For example, you know, I need, I want a minimum of 600 acres and it needs to be two hours from an airport and it needs to have live water on it. And they don't care if it's in Southern Colorado, you know, or Northern Montana there that part of it is, is very sub, uh, subjective to them there. As long as it fits their criteria, they're willing to travel and go find it. And, you know, it's not uncommon that we spend years with, with buyers trying to find them the right piece of property. Cause we know it's a big investment and it's uh, um, you know, that, that's the nice thing. We just, that, that classic saying that buy land, they're not making it anymore really holds true for us. And I think that's become super apparent to the rest of the world here over our, or over COVID span. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a big investment, but honestly, you'll never enjoy a, enjoy it more than a piece of land that you can hunt. I mean, the stock market, in my opinion, doesn't come close, just a yeah. number on a screen, whereas this is, you can live it and breathe it and take your kids on it. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it's just awesome to see people's smile on their face when they find the right one. It's pretty yeah. cool. 
So if they're coming to you with the size, they're not saying, okay, I want to kill a 360 bowl with my bow every year. Where do I? Yeah. yeah. You know, if they're, if they have that kind of criteria, usually they're, they are going on a guided trip or buying landowner tag. Most of our guys have, have for the most part been there, done that. And it becomes less about the, the number on the horns than it does just the experience overall and the, and the ability to have something to call their own. Yeah. Yeah. And so is this, so with this, is this a lot of like working ranches, like cattle, multi-use stuff or? Yeah, a lot of them do have that agricultural component. And, and obviously that's a really important part of any ranch. And, and most likely where it all began on that ranch is the agricultural part. And that, and that does, does lend itself both to, you know, having to help swing with the tax values, helping to do, obtain landowner tags, all that good stuff. A good relationship with the local rancher, um, but for the most part, uh, the prices that these quote-unquote sporting properties demand—they uh, don't pencil if all you're trying to do is make it as an ag property. So a lot of, the, a lot of times, it's it's good for the for the rancher. He can lease it without buying it, and the sporting guy can get the attributes and the benefits of the uh, of the agricultural status as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now, now tell us, Mike, tell us about you. Are you, you a hunter? I am. Yeah. I, uh, I self-taught for the most part. My, my family calls me the black sheep because nobody else in it does, does do that stuff. I started out in the fly fishing industry and was, uh, managed and guided in Alaska for four or five years and then was a fly fishing sales rep. And, uh, and then kind of, graduated into the world of bow hunting and, and bow hunting is my, my real passion now but uh i've got two two young girls and uh, we're not quite at the bow hunting stage yet so so i'm happy to take them floating down the river and, and teaching them how to fish a little bit but uh it's definitely something that i'm super passionate about and this is just such a great marriage of of a, of a career and a passion all in one that's great well, I'll tell you what, you, you get those girls started early because there were some, I mean, phenomenal <laughs> women hunters at yep. convention this year. Uh, wow. We, oh, it's we, amazing. It's it's super impressive to see such awesome uh, female role models out there and they're doing it as good or better than anybody. So that's, it's neat to have, uh, have those role models for, for kids like mine to look up to. Yeah. Jason, what yeah. was it? What wasn't there a, was it three women who received awards? Um, I I know, uh, yeah, I think it three or might have been more, but I know Shelly was one of them, and then um, Saint. that elk, uh, yeah, just, I mean, I'm looking at this, and I, I just get a little jump. I'm like, man, I've never even seen animals as big as some of the ones these gals are shooting. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had somebody the other day, and they mentioned, oh, you know, I, they. I, they they made a, a remark, you know, and they were kind of just joking around about something about a, a you know, third grade girl or something. And I said, man, you got to watch it because some of these S3DA kids, they, they're shooting. These third grade girls will outshoot any guy I know. I mean, I know some very accomplished hunters that, that don't shoot a bow like some of these kids do. Well, and they pick it up so quick. That's the neat part. It doesn't take them near as long to get it figured out as it takes me. Yeah. So are you, uh, this fall, do you have any big plans coming up or you've been on hunts this year already? Yeah. Like you, you know, I, I usually start my year with, uh, over the counter archery, uh, antelope 
and uh, spotting uh, I just uh, sitting in the blind just uh, kills me. So it's it's I go out there and crawl around and come back with mostly cactus more than yeah. more than meat. But um, but I, I so I start that in, in uh, you know middle of August. And then just got home last week from a, a successful uh, elk hunt um, in Colorado that uh, got killed a nice six by six sun. But it's been it's been hot this year, as everybody knows. It's been tough going, and not you know between the fires and, and the droughts and, and the heat, it's it's uh, put everybody skills to the test for sure. Yeah, it was a little bit different uh, year for us for elk this year. They just um man, they, they just weren't talking much. And, and, uh, at one point in time, I don't know if it was the water situation or the food situation, but you know, the mountain that, that we're, we're typically hunting them on all of a sudden they just were gone. Yeah. And so I don't know if cats came through or wolves or, or what it was, but, um, it went from, I mean, you're seeing tracks every day and, and you're just always around out, you know, they're, didn't quite get it done, but but you just know they're there. To boy, I don't think there's an elk on this whole whole hillside. And yeah, so, it's amazing how how it can you know they got to be somewhere. Uh, but it's amazing how they can really just disappear, and you're beating the beating the dirt in, and you just can't find them. And then all of a sudden, when they when they want to be seen and heard, boy, it's it's the coolest thing out there. But if they yeah. don't, it's pretty darn frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I hunted and then I I saw an absolute magnificent six point on my way back the day after the season closed, and it was almost like he was giving me yeah. the nod, and yep. it was it was so cool because I'm driving by and and I and I'm on blacktop by this time and I'm just cruising along and I look over and there's this little meadow area, and all of a sudden here's this just big bull just standing up there. You know how they hold their head up because probably because their necks hurt with all that weight headgear. Right. But man, he's just over there with his head held up in the up in the air, and I'm just I, I whoo, I'm surprised I didn't wreck my truck like, trying to get a better look at him. But, yeah, I, I think we've all been there. They they get you know, I don't know if it's the finger or the or something for you to think about and kind of focus on for the next 350 days. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it seems like that always happens. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, like you said, you don't know if that was the middle finger saying "I gotcha," or right. if it was, or if it was a nod. Hey, nice try, Jay. We'll uh, we'll catch you next year. But that was well, definitely both, right? Yeah, definitely a little inspiration. I thank him. I was like, thanks. I pr- I appreciate it. I needed that. So there you go. I, I had a uh, I had a bow on camera, um, that I saw, and of course he was there. I, I was at home working. And, and he came into the stand a couple of times and, uh, that I got out there and, and all of a sudden, when you see the, the big one that you really want, the other ones just don't quite cut it anymore. And so I was really hoping this guy'd give me a, give me a chance. He just never came in when I was around. So it was, uh, it was fun. It's always nice to be out there and man, I saw some, some great things. I saw two of the biggest mule deer this year, um, that I've ever been that close to. And first time I haven't had, they just, Oregon went to a draw system for mule deer this year in the area I hunt. First time I've been there in, in 10 years without a mule deer tag. And then I had these two big bucks walk in and I'm just, and they're at 22 yards and I'm just sitting there just 
shaking my head. Just, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's and both of them are bigger than anything I've ever taken with with you know bow or any means, but uh, they were sure neat to see. You don't, That's cool. I don't, I don't get you know that close to those big mule deer very often. So, especially that special. time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was just right out of velvet. In fact, one of them still had strips hanging off. It was pretty neat to see. Nice. But uh, um, anything big and exciting coming up? In, in your hunting arena? Uh, you know, not really. Uh, being a being a primarily bow hunter, I was just I was just telling Dylan most of my stuff's actually behind me now. I didn't I didn't draw or even uh, apply for for too many rifle tags, so I'll probably I've got a, a little Brittany pointer and, and an older pointing lab that I'll go chase some some grouse and some pheasant and that good stuff around with. But uh, uh, this time of year, you know, we got, we're still showing quite a bit of ranches. I mean, all year round we, we do that. And then, and then we get geared up for, uh, we, we do attend a lot of the bigger, uh, conventions out there. So we go to Dallas Safari Club at Wild Sheep Show and, uh, International Sportsman's Expo, the, um, the one in Salt Lake City over there, uh, hunting expo. So, so those are, you know, take, give or take a week each. Uh, yeah. We're on the road and, and trying to try to shake people's hands and put some of our, our better listings in front of them and, and uh, catch up with old friends and all that good stuff. So, so that'll be our next kind of chap here in our year. What's your prediction? I just saw the, the stuff come out for wild sheep. Their registrations open now for their January show, uh, sheep week. And uh, I was talking to Heather Knight, our event planner and I mean, we're still flipping a coin. We're hope, you know, we didn't have shows last year. Right. And, and it hurts because you don't get to go out. You don't get to make those connections. Like you say, shake the hands and, and see the people, see your old friends, meet, meet your new ones. And, and it was a real, I mean, it set us back a little bit for, for our convention. Cause that's where we talked to a lot of people, you know, some of our sponsors, corporate partners, outfitter partners, things like that. And then you just took that entire equation out for a year and, and now it's starting to roll back around and it's almost a coin flip. It's kind of like, you know, we lucked out on, on convention. We had it in July. It's, you know, everything opened up in June, right? We had convention, you know, we had, you know, almost 800 people come in, um, you know, not a lot of restrictions for COVID, you know, we didn't have one person get sick at our event or after. So that was great. Yes. for sure. And then, you know, literally two weeks after our event or maybe less than that, all of a sudden things start tightening up a little bit. So it's almost like, you know, after we lost Virginia and after we lost, you know, had to move it from April into July, it's almost like they, they shined a little spotlight on us for a couple of, couple of weeks there, but uh, any predictions on, on how the show season is going to go January, February, March? Oh man, you know, for us, I think it depends on which state's hosting it. Uh, I think what we've found is every, everybody's, they take a little bit of the, the, the popular national outlook, but I think each state is, tries to put their own uh, take on it. So yeah, we're, we're kind of in a wait and see mode. It's anybody's guess. We'll be there if, if they're open for sure. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just an important part to us. And it's something again, that, that we try to do to separate ourselves from, from every other, uh, brokerage, especially ranch brokerage out there is, is, is try to serve, serve both our sellers and our, 
in our buyers uh, in a way that most other people don't. Yeah. Well, we're we're hoping to be at most of those shows. I don't know if we'll make the ISC in Utah, but we'll be at the the Western the MDF show there in Utah and yep. Dallas and and a lot of those. So awesome. Uh, well, I, well, hopefully we'll see you guys there and get to your hands in person and, and all that good stuff. But um, but yeah, here here's hoping to to seeing everybody again here shortly. Absolutely. Well, we'll make sure we've got some uh, we had some. Uh, placards made up for our corporate partners and outfitter partners that just say, uh, you know, Pope and Young supporter. And so we'll make sure we get those out for your guys' booth. Yeah. You know, it's, it's important to us. Blaine's a big time bow hunter. It makes me look, look uh, fairly pathetic. And, and, but you guys were one of the first on our list when we started looking for strategic partners. So we appreciate, uh, appreciate everything you guys are doing and the relationship that we're starting to build with you. Absolutely. We're excited about it. And it's, um, you know, it's a program that we've had for, for a little while and, and we're trying to build it and grow it and, you know, kind of increase not, not just the number, but the network yeah. because it's, you know, it's just like a tree. It's if, if you got a, you know, skinny little tree sticking up there, a big, big number, but it's not a wide base or it's not a good network. So we're really trying to build that root structure and, you know, get to know people and, and how we can help them and how we can partner on different things. So we're excited about it. And, and this was, you know, you guys are, are pretty well known in, in the outdoor conservation industry. And, and so it was a really good fit for us. We're excited, excited about it too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, we appreciate it. And, and uh, give us a call, even if it's, you know, it's a, it's a longer dream for you guys that are out there thinking about buying or even selling uh, these, these things take a while. We understand that most, nobody's in a real rush, but, uh, but, you know, a real part and part for us, as far as listing brokers go is try to get the wildlife when it's out, get the fall colors, you know, get the, get the river flowing through it when it's prime time, you know, dry fly season, all that good stuff. We just, uh, you gotta, it, it takes more than just a day with a camera to tell the whole story of a ranch. And, and we're very cognizant of that. So, um, reach out to us, whether it's now or later, we're, we're obviously love the opportunity to work with you. Yeah. Do you have like a list for people who just like don't have any money, but just want to come hunt the properties? Is, is that anything? You <laughs> we, we, uh, you do have a list. Yes, we do have a list. It's a long, yeah, it's a long one over there in that round file. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, we'll put you, we'll put you at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've been on the top of a couple other lists, but I'm not going to mention those <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, so, well, uh, you know, Mike, one of the things we ask everybody on our show every week is when you're when you find yourself out in the woods or up on the mountain on a hunt, what is what is one item, maybe a non-traditional type item that you find you can't live without? You make sure you have in your pack. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, oh, non-traditional boy. I'd have to think about that. I, I don't know. You know, uh, I try to carry just a little notebook and pencil. Um, cause I think that's, that's where you can come to some of your clearest thoughts. And, and sometimes, uh, well, all the time for me, it's hard to remember them when you, when all said and done. So, I like to, if I come with something somewhat profound or, or motivational or whatever it may be, I try to try to write just down a sentence or two. While I'm sitting out there and, 
in God's country where where we all love to be. So maybe nice. that be my Okay. Yeah. All right. You have a little motivational quote for us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go back okay. and buy land. They're not selling any more of it. So uh, there you shout. go. You know, or, or it's, I, there's a country song out right now. It's just buy dirt. Yeah. That's the name of it. So they're, hey. they're backing you guys up. That's, that could be your theme song. There you go. Well, yeah. I'll look into that. By dirt. I'm, I'm going to go. I have a motivational quote that I'll leave everybody with today is you won't get it done on the couch. If you want to get out and uh, get some of these animals or if you want to find some property, you're not going to get it done on the couch. So uh, now, Mike, how do, how do people find you guys? Where do they go to find you? Yeah, so pretty, we got a pretty good website and an amazing marketing team that, that works with us uh, in-house. And so the, the website is stjamesportingproperties.com. So uh, come visit us there. We've got an 800 number, uh, 877-354-7247, or email at us at info at sjsportingproperties.com. So lots of ways to get us. We're on social media. We try to be everywhere we uh, if you want a copy of our annual magazine with some of our properties and articles we write, uh, happy to get one of those into the mail to you. So uh, lots of ways to reach out to us. Either one works. Okay. And I and we've got a link on our website as well. So if awesome. if you didn't write that down, just check out the Pope and Young website. You can go right to, to theirs from ours. So anyway, Mike, appreciate you spending some time with us today. And, and thank you for being a corporate partner, supporting conservation and supporting bow hunting. We sure appreciate it. It's our pleasure. We appreciate the opportunity and, and thanks for having us on. You bet.